Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike Norris and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into another smoking out edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. We roll into the final weekend of October. We are getting ready for Halloween. It's week eight in the NFL, week nine in college, and the World Series starts this Friday night. We're going to cover all of it. It is great to be back with everybody. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco here on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. And after uh, a little bit of a slow start, certainly for me personally, uh, the NFL has been very good these last couple of weeks. We're giving out winners left and right as a team, Mike, and that's what's most important. And it was another very lucrative weekend for the odds couple last weekend. Yeah, no doubt. And if anybody but New England you take, you're probably doing better than you are. <laughs> that's true. But the bottom line is, I said last week I sort of liked uh, New England, and, and you sort of did too, but you can't trust I them. was scared of it, but it was a bet I we should have made. Too. Yep. But it's the NFL here. Look, folks, phenomenal. I don't use that often. Phenomenal. Uh, Carmen DeFalco, ladies and gentlemen, 12-5-1. I'm 17-9-1. We're 29-14-2. Okay? We'll take we're going to have the pod up by our good friend Brenton today by 11-30. And we're going to have it up all weekend. Because you got till Sunday. And, and quit cl- complaining about inflation and, you know, <laughs> gas money. and, and this. You can have it every week. I mean, I go on to bonus play. I got bumped last week for, for Mr. Eberflus. For Eberflus. But we it gave it out. Been nice, it would have been nice for him to hear me uh, yep. until I found out it was a press conference. I took the Bears. Yep. And We know, gave it out. That's a winner. Is that going to be an every week thing? Because I might have. His, his time changes often. Yeah, because it's the first time I've ever been. Yeah, and I so that's why I, I, I think it was mind. just last week it was a goofy time for the press for the well, Friday press. Usually it's earlier. Adam Adam sends me a text. Okay. <laughs> he told me. At twelve fifty. He told for twelve fifty. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did an hour. I'm I'm done for two hours. Well, you know, you know you're up early getting ready. I'm up at three. We, we do the show. Then you gotta get ready for all the action at night. I mean uh, I get it. You gotta take a look, quick Carm, cat nap. Carm, listen to me. They talk about these coaches. That, that, that never sleep, come to my house. I'm up at 2.30 with one eye open, wondering if I, if Virginia Tech's going right, to cover. I was, was going to say, wondering if the, the Sixers ended up covering the spread. we got to watch it. Folks say, well, you don't have to watch. I go, of course we have to watch. Carmen's got to watch. i got to watch. It's the worst product the NFL's had since 2010. Well, I tell you, even last night, right? Like, isn't it a goofy game oh, last night it's, when it's, it's all said and done? Like, that second half from Buffalo, aren't you kind of like, what? what's happening here? What? You know how Eric and Brendan and the guys say, you know, why don't you bring something different to the table instead of saying you raced Jesse Rogers once and beat him in the race. You know, I looked up some stuff. You ready for this? Yeah. Were you better off in 2010 or 2023 with the quarterbacks, okay, mm. on each team? I actually did some legwork. Would you rather have Rivers or Herbert? Ooh, uh, River. Okay, Boy, that's would tough. You I love Herbert. That's tough. Don't be afraid to Rivers, answer, son. Rivers. Okay. Would you rather have Manning or Minshew? Manning. Okay, would you rather have Breeze or Carr? Breeze. You know where I'm going with this, I, folks? I do. Would you rather have Schaub or Stroud? Stroud's incomplete, but Stroud looks good. But Schaub was an awesome. I'm, I might bet on the upside of Stroud, but right now you'd have to go with who was slightly more established. Would you, I guess, have, would you rather have Brady or Jones? Uh, that's easy. Okay, the first one that is over with is Burrow. Palmer or Burrow? Burrow. 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 Okay. 100%. First one, Rodgers? Or love. Rodgers, come on. 
We're. I think we're learning the Packers aren't going to do three. They're not going to do it three straight times. Mike. Ryan or Ritter? Ryan. Okay. You know where I'm going. I do. Then you get though Flacco and and Jackson. Well, I'll take is, Lamar. Yeah, and uh, Orton, Orton in Denver or Russell Wilson. Russell uh, Wilson back in the day, but, but I don't know now. I mean, this version. My God. Yeah. How about the Dolphins? Chad Henney, who I love, or Tua. Tua. It's easy. How about the Bears, folks? Uh, two of your favorites. Jay, oh God. The two ball-washing favorites, the Kool-Aid drinking favorites of Bear history. Uh, oh God. Cutler or Fields? It's Cutler, Cutler. automatic. Cutler, yes. And I'm not a fan. No, but in, that's... But in one minute. Um, one, one second. I'd pick up Jay, and he'd be shocked I was there. Yeah. It'd be, and that, that's one second, Jay Cutler. Uh, right? Yes. And then you got Cassell. And Vic, and then it starts to get the lousy quarterbacks start going lower. I, I went by rankings. I mean, look at Goddard or Trevor Lawrence now. Come Tre- on. Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, it was interesting, but there's better quarterbacks in 2010 as the majority. Seemed than like there, there were more now. of them, yeah. There That's, isn't, Carmen. Yeah. Seemed like there were more of them back then. Except for our guy, Bajent. Secret Bajent, man. Yeah, well. you know what? Enough of that. This was a song that was once great. <laughs> The Candyman, and you know what I sang, folks. Just go to the, if you can find it. I think it's been banned in most states. But, I mean, that's funny. Secret page, because we don't know. No, we don't. We'll find out a little bit more this week. It's Bears and Chargers to wrap week uh, eight on Sunday night. It'll be the second-to-last game of the weekend, obviously, ahead of Monday Night Football. But a primetime matchup where the Bears go to L.A., they will... Be decidedly the home team, uh, because the Chargers have no home field advantage. They lost last week. I think the Bears, uh, I don't think they showed that Well, game. but I thought they don't, you need two weeks notice, though, don't you? Wouldn't they have had to make Boy, that determination the week before? Well, if they were going to show Fields that crew against, you know, we don't know if we even win last week, but the bottom line is that's a, that's a rough game if the Bears yeah. win last week. Bears catching as many as eight and a half. This line opened nine, nine and a half in some spots. When I first saw that line, even though, I, you, you know, you were feeling that the Bears were going to probably have to start Bajan again, and he's an undrafted oh, rookie. Oh, that would be so unfortunate because we might win. <laughs> it was still a line that, Surprised me a little, only because uh, me too. what we've seen out of the Chargers the last couple of weeks, and uh, what we've seen is very, very little, quite frankly. Yeah, but you know what? If you got this guy Staley, who's supposed to be a defensive guy, you're playing Bajan, who I like, because we found out last week the difference between no- forget about stats, forget about all that garbage. Did you hit the third receiver? Did you hit the guy down the middle? Did you hold on to the ball? Less than three seconds. We have a guy that knows how to play the position, but can he get away with it against a team like San Diego that knows he can't throw the deep ball? You have a defensive specialist, Carm, that can pinch the receivers. They'll probably double-team more. I think the tight end, Komet, and Lewis come in big here. But I think the recipe for, for Staley is to make him, you know, Make him try to get rid of the ball quick, but leave his completions three, four, five yards. This feels, uh, and I think uh, Todd Furman made this point when he was on with Yurkin uh, and me yesterday. Furman and North. Back right? To back. I love it. It's I do. Crazy. I love it. This, it's got nothing but witty. This seems to be Look out. the last stand for Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Oh, and, they and lose this game. You really oh, have to oh wonder. God. And first of all, he's the favorite now to be uh, first coach fired at 2-1. to one. You really have to wonder. Mm-hmm. If they lose this game, if yeah. he's the coach come Monday morning. Now, the only thing, I, I don't see a real obvious replacement on that staff. And I, I don't know, what do you, you hand but things you over to, Kel, uh, to Kellen Moore? I, coordinator, Moore? Yeah, Kellen Moore. I mean, he's horrible. I watched the game last week because I listened to my partner. 
He says, you know, we're talking back and forth. And I say, let's watch. I'm going to watch this game. Who's calling 30-yard passes down the middle of the field? More than once. I think it was twice. One was picked off at the end of a game. Go to the sidelines. Throw me. It's like Herbert's got to throw the bomb. He's like Daryl LaMonica he used to be for Oakland. Could never throw a pass under 40 yards. He had to throw deep. You know? Yeah. Well, I listen, we, and they're chasing a couple of scores late. They've been shut out in the second half of two of their last three Herbert's games. Cra- Herbert's crap in the bed, He has too. not been good. No. Uh, it, it, and it, you said it last week. He has and not you been know, good. You know, I'm expecting a big game out of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm expecting at some point, you know, for Herbert to play like the quarterback that we know he is and the quarterback that got paid handsomely in the offseason. I let mean, let me ask you this, though, Carm, because I saw people on Twitter, you know me, I follow everything, and it says, uh, I heard somebody say, you know, well, he's not a, really a starter. He'll be week to week. Well, isn't that what all quarterbacks are supposed to be, especially ones that are 6-25? and 25? I just see difference yeah. of opinion. Now, if he wins, if the Bears lose 30-20, to 20, or 28 to 24. Yeah, if it's a close game, yeah. And it's a close I, game, and he's got two touchdowns. I, I, are we going to hear, oh, see? See? No. You're seeing a guy that knows how to play the position. I mean, uh, even on the barroom, they dissect some tapes, and it showed two weeks ago Fields with a guy wide open on the left and then DJ Moore down the middle. Those two same plays were dissected this week, and Bajan, after scrambling, found the guy to the left, and did the exact same thing and found D.J. Moore down the middle. So I think he knows how to play the position because he had to play it and win jobs since he's been in high school. Yeah, I think he processes well. I, I do. do, too. I do. I think that you could see he looks like a kid that's played a lot of football. He started 55 games, I think, in college, whether it's Division two or not. That's a lot people. of games. Yeah, He had to beat out people in high school. He, was a, he wasn't their parent. So I like his moxie, but they could lose. He could look horrible. We don't know. Yeah, and it does kind of feel like it's a desperation game here for the Chargers. Uh, really no but home field. that doesn't field. matter to them, does it? They've, they've blown desperation games two at a time. Yeah, you could in be right. Uh, since 2021, uh, yeah. at home in SoFi, just 9-10-1 against the spread. Just 6-8-2 and two against the spread as a home favorite. Again, they really don't have a home field advantage. But, uh, and you know, the Bears will be well represented Sunday night. We'll yep. see how this one goes. In prime time, we'll look at some other key matchups in week eight. We'll give you our best plays later on. We're going to talk to Luke Pergandy coming up next. The World Series starts. Uh, oh, it continues baby, a pattern. It continues a pattern in the last year or so where you had a real, real long shot make the final. And so uh, there's another opportunity. And we had a caller earlier this week, Mike, that sure enough, because his son's Little League team was the Diamondbacks. Bet $100 on the Diamondbacks at 160 to 1. Well, I'll I mean, tell everybody this real quick before we take a break here. I mean, look, listen to the odds couple for the futures. I had Arizona, Carm last year, Philly to win the National League. Yeah. Uh, Justin Steele this year. We, we He got down to 9 to 1. Uh, 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 both Denver Nugget, uh, the Denver Nugget championships, and we had Jokic. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. We had the Cubs over and Texas over. Enough. Yeah. And now who do I go with? Because they've both been my team. I could jump off Philly. I bet Texas when they lost 10 nothing. But then I, I, I mean, not Texas. I bet uh, Arizona when they lost 10 nothing, and stayed with them the last two games when it looked obvious that they might lose one of them. And they didn't. It's just tournament ball now. Yep. We'll talk a little World Series and some of the other uh, hot tickets at Prop Swap with Luke coming up next. Jim Miller's got ponies later. We got a lot of games to break down. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 
This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Time to get out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline to say hi to one of our weekly contributors. You can uh, always buy and sell those sports wagers with the free and easy-to-use PropSwap app. You can go to PropSwap.com, and we've got one of the founding members, Luke Pergandy. <laughs> Hi, Carm. Hi, Mike. Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, the, the trend continues, you know, whether it was the Phillies last year or UConn. Uh, it's this trend where uh, the, 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 uh, the, the uh, Miami Heat, it's this trend where long shots have made the final uh, you've got this golden opportunity if you were smart enough at any point here in the last few months to go ahead and wager on the Arizona Diamondbacks. We had a caller, and I was texting Luke about it earlier this week. A caller called in and said, uh, I was just telling Mike, Luke, the story about the caller whose son's Little League team was the Diamondbacks. So he bet the Diamondbacks in the spring at 160 to 1. He's got a $16,000 ticket. I told him what Luke told me. Post that thing. You might get 6K for it, 6,500. Reinvest a little, but uh, how many D-backs and Rangers tickets do we see on the site right now? Yeah, tons. Absolutely tons. Um, you know, and I think without having an Astros on the other side, it just makes this Diamondbacks, these Diamondbacks tickets sell better because if the Astros would have got there, uh, I think people would have been ambivalent to buy a D-backs ticket. They just think that the Astros would have rolled, so this is a little bit of a closer matchup. So, yeah, I mean, these tickets are moving uh, just quickly. You know, we had a $50 ticket at 120 to 1 on the D-backs. That sold for $2,100. That's 40X's money. Another customer had a three-leg parlay, 50 bucks on the Chiefs, Nuggets, and now the D-backs. That sold for five grand, oh, 50 man. bucks in the five grand. Oh. Uh, tons of Rangers tickets up for sale. Tons of Rangers tickets selling. So, just some really, really cool stories, and people uh, make a lot of money, and the season, uh, series hasn't even started yet. Yeah, and, and what's funny is these two teams wouldn't have even been in under the old format. I never wanted them to go more than four teams in each division. Now you're hearing people cry. It's a tournament and everything else. That's the way it goes. I mean, it's like the final, you know, it's like the, the field of 60 or 70 in, NBA, in the NCAA or stuff like that, Luke. So uh, I, I love them from the beginning. We said put couch change on them. But with Arizona and Philly at 3-3, we were talking about prop swap, me and, my, me and BB, and I'm saying to myself, now here's the tough decision. Do you put it up for sale, either one, or do you hold on to it? How many held on yeah. to their tickets? Because, you know yeah. what, you're one game away from big time, you know? Yeah, when they were down, when they were down three to two, right. the Diamondbacks' odds was like seventeen to one uh-huh. to win the World Series. I mean, you you really just weren't going to get that much money for your ticket. So, and I, rightfully so, like selling at seventeen to one, that's you're just not getting a great ROI there. But of course, as soon as they win that game, odds go down to about five to one mm-hmm. to win the World Series. They of course win again, Game Seven in Philadelphia. Just just a crazy story, and now they're down to plus one forty five. Uh, heading into game one tonight. How about uh, MVP? Who's uh, Who's got the most traction there, you think, for the World Probably Series MVP? Yeah, Dolis Garcia, yeah. maybe, Seager. Seager, uh, of course, Mart- Marte is double. So to me, Tough. like if you can get Marte at 10 to 1 and Seager's only 5 to 1, um, yeah. that's interesting. Of course, Dolis Garcia is also around 5 to 1. Um, so both 
to me, like if I if you haven't made a bet on the World Series yet, that's a more interesting way to play it. A lot more for your money, picking either Seager or Garcia, like getting five extra money as opposed to the Rangers. They're minus one seventy, and you know ninety seven percent chance it's not going to be a pitcher. Like that's it's almost I think it's been one pitcher in like fifteen years or twenty years. So you position players where this will probably land, and you got two guys on the Rangers, and to me, it's it's got to be Marte uh, out of Diamondbacks, but uh, yeah. just a little bit more more juice there if you're going to play MVP versus just buying a side. And don't be shy about buying Carroll. He had a tough time, but at the end, he started. Boy, I tell uh, you, he came alive, didn't he? Yeah. And he can pump, he can run, he can yeah. steal bases. He's All the type it. of guy if you want to go couch change on, take mm. a chance on him. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's ten to one, Mike. That's a good point. He's, yep. he's the fourth. So yep. Garcia, Seager, Marte, and Corbin Carroll. I love it. Yeah, love it. he does all the things that Mike said. That yep. if he continues it, that could win a, a couple of big he games, win a series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I were to say, as like you know, we're so we're halfway, but just, just about halfway anyway through. The uh, NFL season. I mean, it's eight games for a lot of teams. Now we play 17, but let's just call it halfway through the NFL season. If I'm looking at double-digit odds teams right now for the Super Bowl, Luke, like teams, I don't want to say laying in the weeds, but I mean Ravens, 12-1. to 1. Jags, maybe 20, out to 22-1. to 1. Uh, I still don't know what to think of the Bengals, to be honest. Yeah. They got a tough game this weekend, but again, about 22-1. to 1. Any of those teams seem sexy right now with longer odds that could kind of hit it in the second half where you could maybe make some profit if they start to really show out and their odds dip down to somewhere around five or six to one. Yeah, I still like the Bengals. Um, I think they will figure it out. I know they got a tough game against San Francisco this week. San Francisco well, we keep terrible. saying that, don't we? Yeah. What's that, Mike? Like, we keep saying that, though, about the Bengals. Yeah. We think they'll figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I think they'll figure it out. And, and given the price, if, if they were twelve to one, I probably wouldn't be a buyer. But twenty-five to one, right? And the Bengals at the halfway point, I think there's some value there. Uh, I still like the Lions at fifteen to one. That number has shot down, mm. um, so not a not a ton of value, but still a little bit more value than like the Dolphins at nine or Eagles at six. Like there's just not a ton of value there. I do think the, the Eagles are probably the best team. Um, and then Seahawks at thirty-five to one. That could be interesting. Just just a flip. I'm not saying that team's going to win the championship, but just as a flip in, in a couple months that they can put it together. Uh, and then the Vikings. Wow, the Vikings wow. have won from 150 to one down to 50 to one wow. in like two weeks. Wow. Yeah, and I know and they, they beat, you know, you beat the Niners, so they, yeah. they look yeah. good. And you probably didn't get Jefferson back in a couple weeks here. But that's an interesting team that, and of course, a, a low – a lowly NFC North this year. Packers have, have looked much worse than I thought they were going to look. Yep. Um, you know, the, the Vikings could be an interesting team if they can sneak in that wild card. Yep. I'm telling you, Kirk Cousins is all that, man. I'm He's been maybe, great this year. I can't argue with you, Mike. Still yeah. position players around him, please. Well, especially without I Jefferson. Boy, I tell you, that little Jordan well, Addison. Yeah, but he's hurt. That he's Jordan Addison's going to be a player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he's that, really good. That kid's going to be a player. Luke, great stuff as always. Enjoy uh, the weekend, the start of the World Series, and everything else, and we'll talk next Friday. Okay. See you, buddy. There's Luke Pergandy. Follow him on Twitter at Luke Pergandy. Uh, let's talk Vikings Packers. NFC yeah. North battle in Lambeau this weekend, where uh, this game for a little while early in the week was a pick. You are now looking at the Packers as the uh, always enticing intra-division home dog, catching about one and a half, two total, and the game sits at 42. The Vikings have to travel on the short week uh, after the really, really impressive win uh, uh, on Monday Night Football. You know, lost uh, a few of the key 
battles in the advanced box score, but one on the scoreboard where it mattered most. I think Mike is right. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins is showing out. I thought he was terrific on Monday night. Yep. That said, this feels like maybe a good buy low spot on the Packers, even though they've been lousy with three straight losses uh, since week four. Jordan Love is quarterback 29 out of 33 in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. He's 25th in success rate. He's got just four touchdowns, the seven interceptions over that span. So he has been awful. But uh, is this a good buy low spot on the Packers this weekend? This is uh, no play for me. I will say this. Cousins, uh, like last week, if you folks remember, I took uh, Minnesota basically because, or on a lean, because I said the better quarterback's playing. Mm. That's it. He's the better. I look at it this way the same way. Uh, Love is not as good as they thought, as as good as Green Bay thought. Otherwise, they should have fought to their life to keep Rodgers as it turned out. Maybe Rodgers doesn't get hurt playing in Green Bay. Who knows? But, But they look like they're in trouble, and Minnesota... They're they're the, they're not a give up type team. They they win games by they weren't winning early by the same score as they were winning early last year on. But I think now they're smelling that they got a chance, especially in this division. Well, I think that's a good point. I mean, they they sort of felt like they were uh, done. They sort of felt yeah, like kind of dead in the water just a few weeks ago. And then you win back-to-back games, you beat the Niners, like now you get to three. And because and now Detroit gets blown out. Yeah, like, and because the division and just the conference in general, um, it's a good point. Like, it doesn't necessarily feel like they're as dead as we thought no. they were going to be. So they're, they're, right they're, they're the seventh team. They're the number seven spot. The, they're the seventh team right now, Mike, yeah. in the NFC. It's at three and four. It's wild. All right, coming up, we got a few other big games to talk about in week yeah, eight, baby. some college games as well, and we'll get uh, our best plays in Jim Miller with Ponies a little bit later on. So, still uh, doing a lot of things, and we're having a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino on the ESPN Chicago app. You can catch the encore replay. Over the air on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2, Saturday morning from 8 until oh. 9. Mike and Carmen with you. Yeah. I'm having breakfast listening to us. It's beautiful. Sitting Driving the, the kids dog. around in the car, yeah. Oh, do you listen to the car at home? Usually in the car. I'm yeah. usually running around like my daughter's got soccer tomorrow morning. Oh Last week we were going to, ba- my son had a what's baseball. That, what's that like watching the kids just run around? I mean, it's your daughter, you're happy. Yes. And she's there, but as far as the actual excellence of the game, Carmen. I, uh, well, at their, at their age, it's yeah, it's okay. It's getting there. It start. And listen, I will say, in the last like year or so, all of a sudden, it does start to look like soccer. You know, it goes from just everybody chasing the ball yeah. to the girls and are older. Better, and you get to see them improve. Yeah, That's it's like awesome. you know, there's like there's a time when you're watching your kid play baseball. All of a sudden, you realize. You take they get to about 10 or 11, like you you're like, oh, this looks like baseball, you, you know? take your daughter out uh, afterwards to something to eat? Sometimes. Sometimes we'll go to lunch or late breakfast. Or you yes. like me, I would have said to my son, what what was the score today? And he would have said 4-2. <laughs> and who won? And he would have said them. I, I would have said, we're going home. That's it. We're going home. We're going home. <laughs> Sorry. That's the old school, though. That's, that's definitely the old school yeah, mentality. Yeah, we'll have some Kool-Aid at home. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, week 8 matchups. Right, we've, dip, uh, we've broken down a couple of games. Let's look at a few more. Yeah. Jags-Steelers mm-hmm. in the Steel City. 
Uh, I have no idea how Pittsburgh is four and, and two. And I have no idea about this game either. I mean, this is a tough one, isn't it? Like, yeah. first of all, it's weird to see the Steelers. Um, not weird, I guess, because we've seen the way they've played this year. They've been lousy. But it, they've been a dog so much. They've been an underdog they in have. five of their home. six games. Right. And that's that's sort of unusual. Uh, Mike and I talk about this every time the Steelers are a dog. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tomlin as an underdog is money yep. in the bank. As, yep. as a home dog, the record is incredible. It's 17-7-1 and one against the number. I don't believe in Jacksonville. I know they're on a roll since they got back from London. I know they can't lose. Well, I tell you, they, they look good. Their defense is what's been impressive. Yeah. Seventh in EPA per play, fourth in defensive DVOA right now against the Steelers offense. That is just But who garbage. had Tampa Bay? A lot of people got burned last night because Tampa Bay covered. By the way. I have no use for Thursday night football. I never watch it. I'm betting the, the Sixers. I'm having fun. I'm betting Virginia Tech. I don't need the NFL on Thursday. It's a bad product. It's Eric. a bad product. I don't it's a disagree. Product I mean, you dump it. It's and I've said that for years. I don't disagree with you. It's wow. a bad product. Don't even turn it on. I don't feel like going through the streaming aggravation. You know, it's funny. I still find myself watching it though. It's just like we're kind of well, addicted to right. the NFL. They've, you know, I don't know. It's. By the not- way, I want to ask you a question because I listened to the show four times last week because it was so good. Dude. And when we win our, all our picks, like we go completely crazy, I listen more. Oh, yeah. We don't, I only listen once if we have a losing week. <laughs> and, it, I, and I really don't. I, it, coming on the air, it's hard to even say we lost. But I heard the last hour of the Carmen Yurko show. And I heard you say to, to Yurk, and I, I don't know who this guy, Tony, I think his name's Tony Data. Or you, you brought up this data guy again. And you brought up this, this just deplorable quarterback that everybody seems to love, Williams. And you said you had to see more data. Caleb? Yeah. You said you had to see more data. Did you see more data? Well, I would say don't look at two data points and say that. But he did look a lot like what we've been seeing around here again his, the other day. His problem are what you said last week. The mechanics are really sloppy but when that pocket breaks down. Calm? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, that has not been good. And I think that's usually a byproduct of having crummy mechanics. To be honest, when things aren't going well, would you call it mentality or would you call mechanics more physical? He has foot um, to say. I think you could you could tinker with these. Maybe a combination of both. Here, I'm going to give you a perfect scenario. Carmen's Carmen's Marauders. They're a bowling team. They got four guys on the team. Carmen's got a great average. There's one guy that averages 150. The guy can't make it one week. You bring in a guest bowler. The guy throws a, a, a 670 series in a 300 game. How much more do you have to see before the other guys don't? Well, in that case, I might field? go with the, the better bowler. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that might, That's yeah. my only point. How much analytics do you have to see before you got to make that decision? Will his heart be re- Yeah, no, there? I know. Will and mentality and, be there? And that is the hard part about sometimes, like, evaluating these guys. But you have to trust your process when you're a pro team. The other thing I was more saying I about like Caleb— Panic. I like McCarthy. I like some of those. I like the pocket guys. I like Drake May. Away. I like Drake May a lot at North Carolina. And actually. May, too. Yeah. I, I I think I like Drake May the most well, out of all May's of them. got good old number 10 from North Carolina. You know what that means. I know. I know. <laughs> but the other, the other my, my, biggest, miss you. my biggest point about the yeah. Williams stuff from the weekend was, like, uh, not... And I listen, it's fine. Like people How can pile on that's fine. Clubhouse guy yeah, and now. and all of that you have to take all that you into consideration. Without, but like with poor play too, the last couple of times. I, Not his I, style of I, play. I distinctly remember in the late nineties when plenty of people suggested Peyton Manning would never be good because he'd never beat Florida. I distinctly remember, I remember hearing people too, talking and about I'm that. With the 150% and so that's the only thing I would but caution. You know what I distinctly remember? 
Me saying for the past 30 years, not one USC quarterback will be worth a damn. And when they're leaning on Carson Palmer as their guy. He's the one. He's the only. He's, he's the one. He's the one. Rocky Marciano. Yeah. Rocky Marciano. He's the That's one. That's your one. That's true. That's true, baby. Uh, Bengals Niners this Ooh. weekend. This is kind of an interesting game, even if Brock Purdy doesn't play. And I don't yeah. think he will now that he's in concussion protocol. But the line is still favoring the 49ers here uh, as they look to bounce back after consecutive losses. Mike, the Bengals coming off the bye. They had a good start two weeks ago in, against Seattle. They had a terrible second half. They had a sort of hold on for dear life at home to win that game. Um, I, I still don't know what to make of the Bengals. We were talking about it with Luke a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, Shanny's kind of corrected some of the problems he had early in his career when he was a home favorite. Since 2021, Shanny and the Niners, a very impressive and stout 13-5 and five against the spread as home favorites. I'd keep an eye on the Trent Williams situation. If he could play, I might lean Niners a little bit in this game, uh, laying the three and a half or four at home against the Bengals, even if Darnold plays. Yeah, me and uh, Mike Lombardi uh, gotten a a little bit of a back and forth about uh, Trubisky and uh, Darnold back in the day, and he said he thought Darnold was better. I go, you're high. You know, basically, I told him right right on the air, and I've never been back. But that's... (laughs) But that's besides. Well, if you want me as a guest to agree with Go you, figure. you're in trouble. Well, of course. You know yes, of course. And believe me, nobody's going to get away with telling me Darnold's better than Trubisky. Uh, you can get away with a lot with me. But then I said to myself, last night, this is a strong lean towards Frisco with you. I'm not going to say they're going to win. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're going to cover the spread. But Darnold and Trubisky would do well with the, with the, yes. with the players they have on this team. It, even though a couple of their stars are down, they're still better than what they had in a lot of it. I second that. And yeah. I and I think that I think the good lean here is Niners, yep. even with those points, even yep. if Darnold does play. I wouldn't bet it, but it's it's a lean. I think I you're it. right. Yeah. Uh world's largest cocktail party. I know they don't technically call it that anymore. Georgia, why, Florida. Why don't they call it that? What, what's I against the rules? I, I don't what, know. I guess because at some point they were like, listen, it's college who the hell knows? God help know. me. I, I, I still call it the world's the largest cocktail stars, party. I, the craziest bars I've ever been in in my whole life, and I went for 50 years to right. college bars. Yeah, I know. I mean, come on. Who are we Crazy. kidding? Uh, Georgia, Florida this weekend from Jayville, of course. Both teams with that extra week to prepare. Georgia in a rivalry game, laying a big number, 14, 14 and a half. The Bulldogs have won five of the last six, eight of the last 12. Uh, you know, when we talk Steelers getting points, we bring up, you know, yep. Mike Tomlin's impressive run or yep. John Harbaugh on the Ravens. Same goes for Florida coach Billy Napier. Since 2018, when he was back at Louisiana, his teams are a very impressive 18-8 and eight against the number when taking points. Both Graham Mertz and Carson Beck, the two quarterbacks, will be making their first starts in this rivalry. Florida's outside the top 80 in yards allowed, uh, yards per play allowed on defense this year. They've been susceptible to explosive plays, and even without all American, all world tight end Brock Bowers, I think Georgia moves the football in this game against Florida, Mike. Yeah, I was just going to say, son, uh, here's what you could do. Yes, sir. You could either go across the Grand Canyon on a streamline, you know, hook, just across, we'll fly you across. Or you could bet Florida. What do you want to do? I'd say I go across the streamline. That's true. I'm not kidding you. I and, well, it might break. If you might dangle, I go. Florida's left me dangling more than once in my yeah, lifetime. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I remember hearing this last year. Who is the kid? For, he's on Philly now. They go. Carter is that his name? Javon Carter. Uh, yeah, what the kid from Philadelphia? Oh, Jalen Carter. Excuse Twitter. me, yeah. Jalen Carter. Yeah. They go. Well, Carter, Jalen Carter's coming out of the game now. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you, the guy coming in, I forget his name, is as good as he was, is. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to myself, that's the depth they got. Yeah. Everybody's looking at the quarterback situation. Yeah. Bennett isn't there anymore. Right. That doesn't seem to matter. They turned it on now. They're impressing people, and they took it easy early. Yeah. I think they're yeah. ready to You go. could be right. You could be right about that. 14 yep. points at home in Florida? Is, it, is that where they're playing? Well, they always play it in Jayville. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, so you got to give the home team 14 points. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know, I'd right? I'd insulted. But there's nothing they may be, be able to do about it, Carmen. I know. Jim Miller coming up with some ponies for the weekend, and then we'll give you our best plays. Yep. So don't go anywhere, folks. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple. You got Mike and Carmen with you, as always, here on the ESPN Chicago app. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Follow our next guest at Hawthorne Jim. He is the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne, Chicago's hometown track. Racing all weekend. The sports book is open. And, boy, I know he's excited about next weekend, but I'm sure he's going to find some winners for us this weekend. Say hi to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, this is like the best time of year right now for horse racing. Hey, World Series is kicking off. The World Series of horse racing is next weekend. The Breeders' Cup, 14 Breeders' Cup races covering next Friday and Saturday. So it's going to be absolutely awesome racing at Santa Anita. And you can watch and wager at Hawthorne. Club Hawthorne OTB is the app. You name it, you can wager. And it's Friday and Saturday. These are two all-day affairs, right, Jimmy? That's what you said? Yeah, two all-day affairs, two great cards of Santa Anita. Five of the Breeders' Cup races take place on Friday, and then nine of them on Saturday. So it's going to be really cool to see and just all the horses coming together. And it's nice because it's not just the horses in the U.S. These are horses from overseas, horses from Canada. You name it, the best in the world kind of just converge here for the Breeders' Cup each and every year, so it is. It's a really cool event. The mild weather kind of hanging around us here this last week has been nice. It looks like we're going to get that for the weekend. Maybe one last really sort of nice, mild weekend. That's good for racing for you guys, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. It's kind of the last hurrah for those that want to go outside and watch the races, but that's the nice thing about being able to hang inside, have the sports book right there, watching wager on the races. Racing Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. Then, guys, the following week we shift to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm. So we're going to race on Monday nights. Perfect for Monday night football, too. Yeah, I, I remember about uh, 10, 15 years ago, the, the three, might be three favorite channels at the time were ESPN and, you know, whatever channel one of our sports teams was on. And the racing channel, ladies and gentlemen. Will the Breeders' Cup on Friday be carried on the racing uh, channel? And what horses, what two or three horses, who are the uh, Bryce Harpers? Yeah. The, the big the big time horses that are the potential superstar horses that we're going to be seeing, Jimmy. Well, and that, that's the cool thing about the Breeders' Cup because you're going to have the juvenile races. So what you're going to see out of the juvenile races is, okay, who are we looking for for the Kentucky Derby next year? Mm-hmm. Who are we looking for for the Kentucky Oaks next year? And then you're going to have the three-year-olds that you saw this year trying to win just the honors for the year. And Archangelo was actually the three-year-old that everybody's kind of looking at. This was the horse that won the Belmont. It wasn't the horse that won the Derby or the Preakness. They won the Belmont and then kind of progressed as the year went on. So you get to look at those horses. Guys, on the turf races, always look for the international race horses. They dominate on the turf and Breeders' Cup. But if you're looking for the kind of the horses for next year, look at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and Juvenile Phillies. Those are your horses to watch next year. All right. So what do we like for this weekend uh, before yeah, the big weekend next weekend, Jimmy? 
Yeah, this is the final weekend of racing at Keeneland for the year. So we're going to three stakes races at Keeneland, but all these horses across the board, let's make some more money again. So Keeneland race six on Saturday, but the one Normandy hero across the board. Race eight, bet the four, Smoky Mandate across the board. And then race nine, bet the nine, O'Connor across the board. Build the bankroll this time for NFL Sunday and Breeders' Cup weekend. What was that second one again, Jimmy? I'm sorry. Smoky Mandate? Yeah, race eight, the four, Smoky Mandate. Got it. I love some of those names. Uh, I love that first horse. That's a great name. Uh, So three races at Keeneland, everybody. The uh, meet closes at Keeneland. Beautiful track uh, outside of Lexington, Kentucky. Here you go. Race six, the one horse across the board. Race eight, the four uh, four horse across the board. And then race nine, the nine across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you for Breeders' Cup next Friday. You got it, guys. Good luck. All right. Jimmy! There's Jim Miller. Uh, all right, time for our best plays before we're out of here. Yeah, we've we been got a special sm- feature coming we up. We do. Go away. We do. We've been smoking hot here recently, so let's mm-hmm. try to keep that up for everybody, Mike. Uh, where are we wagering this weekend? Well, I'm going to go uh, with the man right here, Carmen DeFalco, to start things off. I started off okay. last week. I, we've been alternating, and ladies and gentlemen, just write down these things and just go. We uh, we held our nose last week with one game that I gave out, and uh, uh-huh. they got to the window for us, even though, uh, of yeah. course, Mario Cristobal tried to screw it up. We're oh, gonna hold. My God. We're gonna hold our nose again. Oh my God, he's a hell of a tenor. And we're gonna bet. <laughs> we're gonna. Be- <laughs> oh, I like to bog. I like to blow football games. It's unbelievable. Yep. Um, we are going to hold our nose and bet a winless team in the NFL. Oh, we're gonna take God. the Panthers at home, coming off the bye, getting the three against the Texans. Look, Carolina used the bye week to make a play caller change. It will no longer be Frank Reich. It is going to be Thomas Brown. Wow. And the general consensus is that this will definitely help. Carolina. And look, the Texans have been a very good story. Don't get me wrong. I still think there's some interesting info if you pour into the advanced box scores and some of the numbers. Look, they've been outgained on the season. They're 21st in defensive DVOA. They're 22nd in success rate on defense. And two of their three wins have come against the Steelers and Saints, who are uh, pretty bad on offense, especially the Steelers, who are about as bad as anybody in the NFL. I think the Panthers used the bye to do something productive. I think you'll get one of the better versions that we're going to see of the Carolina Panthers. I don't like that Brian Burns, their great pass rusher, popped up on the injury report this week, but let's do it. Let's take the 0-6 Panthers getting the three at home against the Texans this weekend. This is when, folks, the kind of role that Carmen's on and the kind of role I'm on, this is where the cape's on and you think you're invincible. Where you can take a team that hasn't even won yet. That's all. And that's six, what we do. That's what we do. It's incredible. We take the worst. I have watched some of the worst football of my life right. picking with my picks. I watch all the dogs. I take a lot of underdogs. And you know what? I'm saying to myself, self, I don't care how good Burrow is. He's still hurt, yeah. in my opinion. I think Cincinnati is a predictable team. I don't think they're running back scare you. Mm-mm. Where you're going to go, oh, my God, he might rip off a 35-yarder. I think that if you concentrate on their two receivers, you can stop them. I look at San Francisco giving four with one of the worst-typed quarterbacks of all time. He was overhyped because he came from New York. I've gone at it with Greeny and everybody from New York, from Orvlosky to everybody else. I am telling you now, though. Sam Darnold's got the tools. 
And if he's got enough good practice and a great coach in Shanahan, I'm taking the 49ers I minus the four or three and a half, maybe by the time he kicks. I think it's a sharp play. I like that. So the Niners, uh, I gave out the Panthers. I'm going to give a, a college game. A first, I love college games. A first half angle here, Mike. Ooh, uh, I he- love first half plays. Hear me out real quick. on. I'm o- going to hear you. Then we go to Brendan's Barton we'll basement go to bet. Brendan's basement bet. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Oklahoma-Kansas game. From Lawrence, and uh, the money continues to come uh, in this week on the Jayhawks. Even though uh, Jalen Daniels has not been able to stay on the field this season, their star quarterback, they're going to likely be starting the backup once again. But here's my angle on this game. I think this is kind of an interesting scheduling spot or a tough scheduling spot for Oklahoma. So Sooners have been in uh, just dogfights each of the last two weeks, uh, going down to the wire in the fourth quarter, winning games against Texas and UCF. Now they have one of those, and Mike always talks about this, that dreaded 11 o'clock kickoff. Oh, my God. With the backup quarterback playing, uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to Stillwater for OK State next week. I kind of like Kansas plus the six in the first half. I think Kansas yeah, will get off to a good start, and Oklahoma maybe is a little bit sleepy. I have no doubts that they'll pick it up late and win this game, but I'm going to say Kansas plus six in the first half is my other best bet. Boy, if you week. ever want to see how some programs get better fast with no money, take a look at Kansas. Amen. Take a look at bringing in a good coach, right? Exactly. Amen. Right. Now, is that it for you, Carl? That is it for me. I'm, I'm choked up with emotion as we go to our producer, Par excellence, Brendan with Brendan's Bargain Bets. What's up, buddy? I'm probably taking this team at the wrong time. In fact, bargain might be the wrong word after Minnesota won on Monday Night Football against the 49ers. But Mm -hmm. after that game, I took a look back at their schedule, and they convinced me maybe they're not as bad as I thought they were. They don't have any losses that I look to and go, that's embarrassing. You shouldn't lose that. On the other side, I I mean, the Green Bay Packers – I'm not convinced they're not a bottom seven or eight uh, team in football. You might be right. I, and I, I did this, like Minnesota Green, a week ago. The Green ago. Bay guy looked like uh, Eberflus on the sidelines uh, a few weeks back. I mean, LaFleur looks like he's a, a deer in headlights now without his quarterback. The Packers had a bye week, went yeah. to Denver to play the I worst like defense bit. in football, and got shut out in the first half. I'm kind of betting. Bye. I'm kind of betting both teams coming out of opposite situations. I agree. I'm, I'm kind of getting the, uh, the Vikings after they're impressing and the Packers after embarrassing themselves. I think a couple weeks in a row. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota is right, we'll, my. We'll my grade pick. it at one and a half. That's what I'm looking at right now. Quarterback. There you go. All right, yep. beautiful boys. Well, uh, at Brendan, thank you for producing thanks, the Brad. show today. Thanks, Derek Ostrowski. And, of course, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And, Mikey, as always, a pleasure. Enjoy all the action, the World Series, football, basketball's back. It's a good time of year to be a sports fan. So enjoy everything this weekend, my friend. And we'll see everybody again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.